good morning, church. I am so grateful that you are here with us today on this special day where we are talking about our mission work and our mission team and, and the great work that they continue to do to help us uh, reach all over the world as we seek to share the gospel. Uh, I want to say a special welcome to our guests who are here with us today. We are glad that you've joined us. Some of you are here because you're looking for a church home or you're here with family. And some of you are here because you are part of the organizations that we're going to talk about today. And whatever brings you here, we are so glad that you're with us. And many of you have given us great feedback about this series. You've told me how much you've enjoyed hearing from different members of Preston Road who represent different parts of the body of Christ. And so today we are talking with some members of our missions committee who have been doing incredible work in the past few years to do deep dives and studies into best practices and help us find additional works to support. And because of your generosity, we are able to have the imagination to do that. So this morning, we're talking with three members of our missions committee. I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves. Tyler, let's start with you. Yeah, thanks, Josh. My name is Tyler White. I um, am the chair of the missions team, and I've been a member at Preston Road since 2020. And I've been on uh, the missions team for the past two years or so. Um, I've studied missions. I've been on several mission trips and, and some for extended leaks of time. Um, I just finished my Ph.D. in intercultural studies. Uh, my wife, Caroline, uh, is also on the missions team. Uh, she's Caroline White now, but she used to be Caroline Reed. And some of you may remember her dad was the first chair of the missions committee back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And um, so it's cool that I'm kind of following in, in his footsteps. My name is David Allen, and um, uh, my first 16 years of my life were spent in the mission field in Korea. And uh, I married the beautiful Michelle Dorch Allen, um, and we placed membership here at Preston Road in the fall of 1989. And in the spring of 1993, I joined the staff, and then Preston Road sent us out as missionaries to northern Thailand uh, for the next 25 years, which were some of the richest years of my life. Uh, when I returned in 2019, um, Preston Road continued the partnership um, through Mission Resource Network, where I now work and continue the ministry to Asia. All right. Sorry. Hi, my name is Brad Curry, and uh, uh, my wife and I uh, uh, have grown up here. My wife, Laura Curry, who I'm married to, and then we have two kids, Bryn and Cole. Um, they're both part of the Next Gen ministry. So we grew up here. Um, our parents still attend here. Uh, I'm told that I was here as far back as 1976. So um, it's been a special place for for me, certainly, for, for all my family. And I've been involved in the mission committee for, uh, I think, since 2000 or 2001. And then you are three of the team. There are some others on the team. Tyler, will you tell us the rest of the team? Yeah, we have a great team. They, they've all worked so hard uh, leading up to this day, and, and that's uh, Tucker Douglas, Linda Drum, Natalie Fortenberry, Stephen Harper, and Caroline White. You all, I know, have been doing some incredible deep dives, some studies, just kind of thinking about our missions philosophy. Uh, I wonder... 
kind of what, where that has led and how, where you've landed just on broad things like uh, mission and vision of the missions team and the mission work at Preston Road? Um, our end goal has come to mind first. What kind of legacy do we want to leave for Preston Road? And one of our, our high values is you know, we don't want to start works or leave works that after 20 years, if we were to stop back with the support or the leadership, that they would disappear. We want to make disciples who will make disciples. Yeah, and, and through our time and through our uh, uh, you know, developing our vision and our mission statement, we, we ended up with a mission statement, which I'll read to you all so you, that you know it as well. And that's our mission is to provide expertise and guidance for the Preston Road congregation as we engage in making disciples around the world with the hope that it produces a rich harvest of long-term spiritual, physical, and social transformation. Um, you know, just putting that in our own words, what we want to be able to do is, you know, provide guidance, provide expertise to our church and use our church's resources wisely, but also seek for ways for you all to be involved, to participate in the kingdom of, of God and its expansion. Yeah, and, and consistent with that, we also have a vision, and this vision is to bring the kingdom of God and the good news of Jesus to people all over the world. And we want to accomplish this through a, a holistic approach that's physical, meeting physical needs, spiritual needs, and social needs in communities. And we believe the best way to do this is to make disciples who make disciples, and um, movements that lead to uh, sustainable and, and are multiplying in nature. And our aim isn't to control national believers or build long-term dependency on Preston Road's leadership and our finances, but our aim is to empower nationals to use their local resources to, to sustain and grow the work of the local church and their communities. I hope you can see the thoughtfulness with which they are approaching what they do. And uh, this gets very practical because, as you can imagine, as with most congregations, they're going to get requests from different organizations. So there's a mix of kind of proactive, we're going to go find things to support, and then responsive, people are going to, to send us uh, requests for support. And every congregation has to have ways to evaluate those requests and what we think we're best uh, equipped to support, what matches our gifts and talents, and what are we best positioned to support. And so I'm really grateful that the team has developed some guiding values that help them make decisions as to what we are going to focus on. So Tyler, would you talk a little bit about what those values are in a work that you might look to support? Yeah, and, and you know, throughout the past several months or really, really over a year or so, we've, uh, you know, studied a lot and we came up with some guiding values. And those are, you know, number one, to make disciples um, and we want to do this through, number two, empowering indigenous le leaders to, to make disciples. And, um, and from that, we hope this catalyzes sustainable and reproducible church and disciple-making movements. Um, and, you know, we also want to focus long-term. That's, that's one of our other values, um, um, partnering long-term so we can see long-term gain and long-term fruit like Caroline prayed for, like Steve mentioned in his remarks. Um, and then last, we want to meet physical and social needs, too. Um, we believe that this holistic approach is important, and um, um, meeting physical and social needs is, is, um, is important and, and coincides with meeting spiritual needs as well. So we, 
we have works that we already support, and we want to, sh to talk about those today, even, even as we look to additional works to support in the years to come. So some of you may be familiar with some of these. Some of you, you may be hearing these for the first time, but I'd like for the members of our team to talk about some of the existing uh, mission points and mission works that we support. So Tyler, I think you've got the first couple to highlight to us. Yeah, and some of these are um, ones that we've partnered with for a long time that you're all going to be familiar with. You've probably been on trips uh, for, for some of these, and then some of them are newer, and you'll, you may just be learning about these for the first time today. Um, but to start off with is Living Hope for Honduras. Um, I think it was a couple months ago that um, uh, Carolyn and Deanna kind of gave a presentation on Living Hope, and, and I'll give a brief description here, but Living Hope, uh, Living Hope for Honduras, their mission is to model the love of Jesus by building relationships, providing educational opportunities, supporting communities, and encouraging individuals and fa families to flourish spiritually and economically. And there's a lot of Preston Road members who sponsor uh, scholarships for students that enable them to finish high school and advance to college. And the Preston Road Missions Fund uh, also helps by contributing to the operations um, of some of their work that they do with children's homes there in Honduras. So Casa Sport Cristo is another organization that you, many of you may be familiar with, but it, it works with local pastors and churches to build homes for people who need them. Um, aside from just building homes, they also seek to build relationships uh, between churches, families, volunteers, individuals, and the communities that they serve. Um, our church, since 2012, has taken uh, short-term mission trips to Guatemala to help build houses. And we've also supported Waylon and Catherine Dietrich in the past for several years who were uh, who, who were individuals that were working, you know, to facilitate the home building efforts. And um, another one um, that we've recently started, so one of our new ones, is New Life Behavior International, or NLBI for short. And um, their mission is to train Christian leaders around the world to equip communities to put God's word into practice. And they do this by partnering with 53 different Christian leaders across several countries in Africa and in Asia. And um, these leaders are trained in uh, a curriculum and they host events that bring people to, to Christ in the communities that they operate in. Um, and some of the curriculum deals with, you know, not only teaching people about Jesus, but, um, you know, how to mature in your faith, how to deal with different life issues. And I wanted to share one uh, short story uh, about uh, a specific leader um, that is, uh, his name is Duncan. He's a local Christian leader and uh, an NLBI trainer. So he uses the curriculum um, to, to teach about Jesus and some of these different topics. Um, but one time Duncan was contacted by a woman named Rose who saw a flyer about him and kind of heard about Jesus and had heard about some of the work that Duncan was doing, but, but was curious and, and had questions. And so, uh, you know, Duncan responded to that and he traveled to this rural area in Uganda where she was, and he set up chairs um, and began teaching about Jesus and, and using the, the NOBI curriculum. And it wasn't long after that um, that a church was established there because more and more people started hearing about it. And eventually that church grew to 300, and other churches uh, grew out of that 
you know, just just him, you know, responding to that request and going up and, and setting this event up there and, and ultimately led thousands of people to Christ. And so that's just one story of, of several that, um, that NLBI can share of people coming to Christ. Um, and then NLBI also has a program called Women of Worth Worldwide, which facilitates connections between American Christian women and women in other countries. And these international women teach other women and girls uh, about how Jesus values them, um, how to follow Jesus, how to mature in their faith. And our, our very own Linda Drum takes trips every year to various countries to help facilitate this program of, of supporting women and uh, teaching them about their value and how Jesus loves them. Our next ministry that we are working with or partnering with is Mission Resource Network. Uh, Mission Resource Network is one of the foremost um, places of knowledge within the Churches of Christ that equips, has equipped hundreds of churches uh, throughout America. In fact, our own church, um, when we started out um, again with this new missions committee, was equipped by Dan Bouchel um, and Jay Jarbo, who are members of the local church equipping teams, and they just gave us a great um, foundation uh, for where we are today, and we're very grateful for them. Um, Mission Resource Network also is training the next generation of missionaries going out into the field and does great equipping, as well as um, coaching and mentoring uh, national leaders around the world and helping them to build stronger churches in, inside leadership and to multiply, learn how to multiply and leverage their resources for multiplying uh, churches. Uh, I'll be headed to uh, Vietnam next month. Um, to mentor some of our missionaries that are working in the city of Da Nang, and uh, then later on to Calcutta. Um, our partners, uh, the MRN partners, um, there are a team of a network of churches that we're uh, working with in West Bengal up to Nepal and, and Bangladesh, and they're exploding right now. Uh, last week, 10 days ago, they had a... a, a Invitation for mass baptism, and more than a thousand Hindus responded. Um, and they were in streams, in small rivers, um, and one was in uh, an existing church building where a lot of the Hindus in the neighborhood came to be baptized. The problem in this area is there's also militant Hinduism, and when a lot of these extremist Hindus saw their friends and neighbors becoming Christians, they went to the church and they there was a riot um, and they took over the church and they threw out the Christians and installed their God Ram and I think we've got a clip of this that I received from one of our partners Emil we could show that So this is just a short clip that I got from Emil a week ago um, where the church no, no longer can worship there. The Hindu extremists have taken it over and put in idols. Um, they were shouting, um, praise be to Ram. And Ram worshipers now own that church. Uh, some of the Christians in that, in that area have been beaten. Um, but what is true is there is a great hunger for the Lord among many Hindus that are tired of this extremism, and we're reaching out to these people. 
So our newest ministry partner is Flint Global, and so it's, it's my honor to be able to introduce them to you uh, this morning. So Flint Global is an organization that seeks to help and equip uh, evangelists who are working in, par- in, in environments where extreme poverty is commonplace. So we probably all know how missions are typically funded. Uh, individuals, a team, uh, feels a calling to go somewhere or to evangelize their own community. They, they seek to raise support from churches, from other individuals, and, and it's, a, it's a model that has been served well, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what about um, some people that are in these extreme uh, poverty communities that don't have access to that funding or the networks here in the United States, which are often the, the source of the funding, you know, what, or, or if they do, uh, what becomes of the funding if it ever dries up? You know, what then happens to that ministry? So Flint walks alongside people who are already evangelizing their own communities. And it removes from them the false choice that they feel that I can either serve God's calling uh, to, to be a missionary or I can support my own family. It removes that false choice by uh, offering guidance and helping them utilize their own ideas to establish a small business that can be a a vocational ministry, something that they can use to support themselves while also being an evangelist. And you can imagine the impact that that has for an individual, that that those those choices, those those stresses are removed, Um, but also it benefits the entire community. Um, It it begins to, uh, you know, others that are participative in that community uh, see that. Um, And in some places, like India, it really breaks down barriers that, uh, such as predatory lending practices that are actually sinful in nature, that keep people in poverty. And so it has a transformative uh, effect. But it's not just about alleviating poverty. It's really a uh, evangelism movement that creates a sustainable way for evangelism to take place with the support, with the talents, the resources of the communities that are there themselves. It doesn't require us. We're there to offer guidance, but that it, it's not required. Um, sometimes uh, what, what Flint Global does is it, it offers guidance and assistance. It asks the right questions to help them prepare for all the eventualities that may come from owning a business. Sometimes that includes uh, offering a microloan. Um, And and to kind of illustrate this, we have a short video about uh, an individual named Imani Kilo in Tanzania who it it kind of goes through his experience with Flint Global. So we'll play that. Let me give you a quick example. Imani Kilo has been working with Flint for the last six months. He's a disciple maker and church leader in Tanzania, and he first attended our practical business skills training in early 2021. Since then, we've done follow-up coaching, and he's received a $500 microloan, which he's already repaid. This allowed him to launch a photography and videography business that helps sustain his ministry. With continued coaching and mentoring, he eventually came to a place of wanting to join us in the trainings. He saw that the business trainings were attracting Muslims and generating very natural mentorship opportunities. This has led to him co-leading six trainings and closed Muslim communities, six and counting. Through this, Imani has helped develop 
100 income streams for poor families. Imani has even been able to start a second small business. You see him here with his banana farm that just began with some coaching from Flint on agricultural best practices. So I think you can see why we're excited about that and the, the impact that it can have. Preston Road itself, we're, we're partnering with Flint Global in an initiative that takes place in Rwanda, in Tanzania, and also in India. And so I, I think you can see why, why we're excited and how it aligns with our values. Um, is there, I think there may be even some partnership between MRN and Flint that's happening. Can you talk about, one of you talk about that relationship? The thousand new believers uh, in India are from the untouchables. Average third, fourth grade education, many of them are already subject to um, hopeless loans that are predatory, 100 to 200% APR. And so um, we're going to be hosting um, 17 different um, seminars, teaching them the most basic things about how to have a budget, income, um, expense sheet, help them to get out of these predatory loans. And it is part of their overall equipping, uh, spiritual equipping, um, everything belongs to the Lord. So it is, it's a holistic, integrated way. Um, instead of just preaching the gospel, bringing the kingdom of God here on earth and transforming society. So what's next? Tell me kind of where things are with the mission team. What, what, what are you doing next? Maybe some ways people can come alongside you and be involved. Yeah, we're always, um, you know, reviewing additional opportunities that align with the values that we mentioned earlier. Um, so we're excited to continue searching for those in the coming months, in the coming years. But for now, there's still a lot of opportunity to get involved. So uh, I just want to go over a, a few of those ways that you can engage as a member. Um, one of those is we're planning a trip uh, to see some of Flint's work this year. Um, there's an interest form at the, the Flint table that you can sign up if you're interested in that. Um, the Guatemala trip, as we've been going on for so many years, is another one. That trip is July 21st to 26th. They uh, also have a, a sign-up form at their table. Um, and there's also an opportunity to participate in a trip with MRN, a medical mission trip to Kolkata. So if, if you, know, you have experience in that, you, you may want to go talk to them. You may be interested in that. Um, Linda Drum, that I'm, who, who I mentioned earlier with NLBI, is taking a trip to Nigeria in March. So um, if you're interested in that, go talk to her. Uh, she would love to talk to you about that. And so um, we have representatives from all of these ministry partners that we've mentioned uh, here, and they have tables set up. So we encourage you to go by and talk to them, get to know them, ask them questions, sign up for their newsletter, sign up for trips. Um, and just learn, learn more about the work that they're doing and, and the partnership that we have with them at Preston Road. Um, we also have a table set up for the uh, uh, PRCC missions uh, group. Um, and we would love to get to know you as well, whether you have a little mission experience or, or none, um, or if you have a lot and you've, you've been on trips before, we would love to get to know you. And um, if you're interested in, in joining the team, we would love to talk to you about that or any other type of way that you might can get involved. Would you join me in thanking our missions uh, team and the representatives from other organizations for their work for, uh, today?
So, so we are going to close in just a minute. I do hope that you will take some time to stop by the tables and displays in the commons and see the good works that your generosity is helping to support. You know, when God is first calling Abram, he is telling him all the things that are going to happen. And he says, I'm going to make you into a great nation. I'm going to give you many descendants. And he says, you are going to be a blessing. He says, all peoples will be blessed through you. Many of you are using your blessings to bless others through your time, through going on trips, through your generosity. You are supporting these incredible works, and we are very thankful for it. We pray God's continued blessings and wisdom on us as we seek new ways to be a blessing to all the world. So thank you for that. At this time, let's stand and sing.